welcome to Astrology Today, coming to you not quite live from the beautiful Sunshine Coast and the Klahoman Nation, which is situated on the traditional lands of the Klahoman Nation. I should have my script in front of me, shouldn't I? <laughs> anyway, this is... Uh, this is Astrology Today, and I am Maureen Reed, and I am the astrologer. Joining me, as usual, is Jill Kirby, and maybe Jenna might pop in. We're not sure. Uh, and this is, oh, we're coming up to the start of March. Okay. Uh, buckle <laughs> Yes, buckle up and watch as many, you know, forecasts as you can find out there just to get a sense of, you know, what's the commonality you know, yeah. Um, but we are going to continue on with um, a look at um, analyzing a chart for planetary dignities, especially as they relate to uh, the benefic of the sect in favor or the malefic not of the sect in favor. Um, and we're looking for the years vis-a-vis uh, -vis annual perfections. Um, and, uh, you know, what planet is highlighted? Is it one that's in your best interest? Is it one that can trip you up? That type of thing. And so last week, um, if you didn't, well, not last last week, but episode 171, um, I did a run through of analyzing the dignities in Jill's chart. And, uh, and then I was about to start in on some events because her and I, we're, we we have a history <laughs> <laughs> and so you know we can actually you know cast our eye back and go oh that was a really poopy year or oh that was pretty nice you know yeah. and and you know sort of confirm or deny some of the speculation that I have you know like if you can identify a really happy planet in your chart can you take advantage of the years that that is the lord of the year and that's an ancient term for who's the ruler of the year of your annual perfection. So let me start by give, showing a table of Jill's annual perfections. And I think it's this one. Yes, share. Oh, there we go. And there it is. And maybe I can, can I make it a little bit? No, let's not try do that. You'd likely to mess it up. So um, basically, I built this in a spreadsheet program. Um, and so anyone could take their own birth data and do the same. And so down the side here, this is the houses and who rules each of the 12 whole sign houses. So Jill starts with a Libra rising. So that's ruled by Venus. And then we go in, you know, sign order all the way to the end. And the tricky part with annual perfections is realizing that the first year is not year one, it's year zero. And so you are in your 12th house perfection when you're 11 years old. Um, and that can kind of trip you up. And that was kind of why I created a chart like this for myself so that I wouldn't get the wrong year and the wrong annual perfection. Mm. And we are going to look at the years that are highlighted here. The green ones are obviously some happy years and the yellow ones are cautionary and not quite so happy. Um, and given when we looked at her chart, um, Saturn is the malefic, not of the sect in favor. So one might have expected that these years in here because Saturn rules back to back years um, that 
you know, some of the not so pleasant years of her, of your life would have showed up there. And there might still be, you know, I mean, because we did not do an exhaustive survey of your life, mm. did we? <laughs> no, and nor should we. <laughs> but, but you might want with your own. <laughs> yeah, but overall, they're not years that stand out as, yeah. Yeah. as difficult. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so, you know, in theory, if we were talking to Jill years ago, you know, we might have predicted that in 73, it was going to be a good year. And some of these other years might be not so bad. I mean, she's got some coming up. Um, and so Venus years and moon years look to be looking well, which was a surprise to me. Because well, some Venus years. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, I mean, if nothing else, this little example gives us before we dive right into it, is you can have mixed signatures. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, anyway, let's let's um, take a look at some charts to go with this. Okay. So, I will bring up. So the first event that um, Jill highlighted for us is going to be the year that her parents split up and that just went all over the place, didn't it? All right, so let me see, hopefully I can bring it up in its full fullness, which is this one. And is it gonna do that? Yes, yay. Okay, so um, two weeks ago in episode 171, I actually brought up the year 1966 um, because, you know, the way you've described it, that was kind of like, oh, what's happened and how am I going to deal with this and yada, yada, yada. But in this particular methodology, you actually have to do the solar, um, the solar arc or the solar revolution, pardon me, and the annual perfection for the actual year it happened. Mm. And this chart does speak to it way more distinctly. Um, and, you know, it sort of screams the, the moon in a balsamic phase, which is, you know, it's not a new moon. This is the end of a cycle. Yeah, and I think, yeah. I, I think what this shows is that, you know, different systems show different perspectives. Exactly. Because exactly. for me, my solar return in 66 is more, shows more in the Western than... Yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah. Yeah, and it's not to say one's better than the other, it isn't. No, it's, no. Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah. it's that all, yeah. of, all, all systems have their value. Exactly, exactly. Um, and so this one would indicate the dissolving Saturn, you know, now in the fourth house, which is natally the sixth house. So, you know, Saturn, can especially when it comes into Pisces so you know the, the which energy. it is about to do I know and I'm just thinking okay we do need to look at your solar return <laughs> but it's early enough that it's still in in Aquarius so you're in terms of this methodology you're not going to have your Saturn in Pisces until your next birthday no. yay <laughs> because this looks like things change in the, but this is more the daily thing Right. Yeah. Saturn and Pisces would normally rule or normally be in your sixth house. And that's one of the things I wanted to point out in this is that when you start to look at these charts, um, you have to combine who topics together. So, for instance, um, uh, with this Saturn and Pisces, so Pisces normally is her sixth house topics. 
and Saturn is normally her first house topics, uh, plus the fourth and the fifth, you know, so there's a series of topics that are getting melded together in a particular year, creating kind of the story outline of what in theory will be happening that year. Um, and so, you know, one of the pieces we can definitely say is daily routine would have changed. You know, dad's not here. Things are not going to look the same on a daily basis. Um, we can also say that the structure of the home, because it rules the fourth house, that obviously changed. Um, and um, how happy one's life is. Fifth house, you know, was there a lot of playful, carefree, too young to have children, so we won't go there. <laughs> That well, it was, it was one of those kind of mixed feeling things. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. we were glad he was gone because he was so miserable. Yes. But he's your dad, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, exactly. And this, uh, in terms of Lord of the Year, this was Jupiter's year. Hmm. And so it would have an impact on down the road at, as to how you see relationships. Uh, it would have been, you know, part of the, oh, this can happen, you know, the fairy tale that all people in North America were taught, you know, that of you live happily ever after, you know, the crushing of the fairy tale. But her ability to make it through sixth house Jupiter Taurus, you were able to call upon that Taurus moon. So some part of you would have gone, okay, this sucks, but I have strength. That's where, where Uranus is going over right now, this, that area. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> it is. It is. Noticing the degrees. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, exactly, exactly. Ah, hearkening back, yeah. Okay, so um, other pieces that we can look at here. So the rising sign is now the 11th. And so one would have said to someone, you know, if you were just 14, and maybe a little older, you would have said, friends are going to help out with whatever is happening, whatever Saturn is dissolving. Uh, you know, and the way that you do your daily routine is going to be the way to support it. But what it does is it lets us know that Jupiter, which is the lesser malefic, or not the lesser malefic, the lesser benefic, can be not so useful, right? Oh, well, um, it's wearing my son, right? Yeah. So that would affect my vitality. Yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah. Now this is a Venus return year, which is the ruler of her ascendant. And so it places emphasis, um, not just on the home where it normally sits in the fourth house, but on finances. Okay. And with Saturn being in the fourth in Pisces, it would indicate a diminishment of income. Yeah. Because he didn't keep sending money. My mom yes. had eventually get his wages garnished to get any money out of him. Yeah. And that also speaks to the fact that natally in the seventh house, you often have open enemies. Right, where they're, you know, it can be partnerships, it can be marriage, it can be all of those things, but it can also be people that, you know, you're going to have to stand up to and demand things of. And yeah. Well, and in the natal chart, Jupiter opposes Saturn, right? Yes. So. Yeah. Yeah. So that theme will come up from time doesn't to time. doesn't exactly help the beneficness of Jupiter. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It, nor does it help the benefic nature of Venus, who is. Mm -hmm 
the one that is in charge um, of this chart. Like she is the best benefic you can have. Um, and the other part that I wanted to, to point out, because we just sort of briefly mentioned this um, last time, is the fact that the two teams are tied together, which is interesting. Like it, it literally kind of, yeah, puts two faces on this chart. So the night team, which is Mars, Venus, and the moon, are all tied together in literal aspects. And then the night team, which is, or the day team, which is Saturn, Jupiter, and the sun. Again, there's aspects there, mm -hmm. right? And, you know, the sun sort of acts as a way of pulling the other two together. Um, and so, you know, in years in which, you know, the dominant planet of either sect, so, you know, the dominant planet at night should be Venus. It's the happy go-to, yay. Um, and it should be Jupiter in uh, the day, you know, day years, um, you know, there, there will be times when the two of those are trying to duke it out as to who's more important. Yeah, anyway, I just thought that was interesting. Okay, what else did I see? Uh, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, okay. I think that was it for that one. Okay, so now we're gonna go on to 73 which is the year uh, you're married now. Uh, living together. Oh, you, had, you hadn't gotten married yet when you went abroad. We didn't, we didn't get married till we'd had two kids already. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. I did not yeah, know that. Yeah, I had two daughters at my wedding. Oh, okay. Okay, there you go. Okay, so Jill and her soon-to-be husband. <laughs> you tell the story. You tell the story. Set the stage. Well, we had been living in um, Scotland for a year because he was a teacher and he applied for an exchange, which he got. So, because his name is McDonald, we ended up in Scotland. <laughs> there you go. I guess. That, makes, that makes sense. Yeah. Ian Bruce McDonald, I guess they thought they were sending him home, but he was born in England. But anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, so we which was kind of, it was, it was quite a lovely experience. Yeah. It was really interesting. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, but, so, you know, 73 was when I came back from there and because I was pregnant. Yes. I got pregnant over there. Um, I had to come back early because he had to be there till July or something. Probably. I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't fly after <clears throat> May. I had to come back early um, yeah. and the flight home was just, it was crazy because we got halfway home. We were over Greenland. Okay, yes. And they, and they said, we have to turn back because there's technical difficulties. Oh no. <laughs> so we, and we're all going, hmm. That doesn't sound good. <laughs> There's technical difficulties happening. And so we had to land in Iceland. Oh, wow. And at the time, there was a cod war between Britain and Iceland, and we were on British flight. So the Icelanders wouldn't give us any fuel to, you know, carry on our journey. <laughs> oh, God. And, and the reason we had, had to turn around was not because of technical difficulties. There was a bomb scare. <laughs> As she opens and closes her mouth. Yeah. yeah. 
So, I mean, you know, we're sitting in Reykjavik airport for hours um, and, you know, we're kind of going, yeah, there wasn't a technical difficulty. <laughs> Something else is going on. Yeah, I found out. And, yeah. and actually we're kind of going, well, if there was a bomb, it would have gone off by now. We'd be home. So <laughs> it was like, clearly there wasn't. <laughs> Yeah, obviously you got to be safe, safe rather than sorry on something like that. But anyway, but then the the delay was we couldn't get any fuel. So finally, the Americans at their military base gave us enough to get back to England. So we flew all the way back to London at the overnight, which, you know, we're flying out of Reykjavik at and it is the land of the midnight sun because it was uh-huh. midnight, yeah. <laughs> sun shining brightly, <laughs> which was kind of nice because if it had gone down, it would have seemed even longer, I think. Yeah. So we get back, you know, to London at, I don't know, two o'clock in the morning. We've got to fly out again at 10 the next morning. And I'm pregnant out to here, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Not- and not once did any man ever offer to help me carry these two big pieces of carry-on luggage that oh, you're kidding. <laughs> of course I thought I'd just have to take them on and off the plane once right yes it's <laughs> just nuts so yeah we flew out of there the next morning and if I, I just you know if I could if I didn't have such a big belly I'd have got down and kissed the ground when we landed because I was so glad to get home I bet but it was crazy yeah so yeah. you know in my in my version of my chart with Uranus in the ninth house, I kind of go, I guess that's what that is. Weird stuff. That would, yes. Yeah. Weird stuff had, did happen quite a few times on that. Yeah, actually, when, when we landed in London, going over to Scotland. Yeah. Uh, like, we couldn't, my luggage wasn't there and it wasn't there. And then this security guy comes over and says, is this your luggage? And I'm like, Yeah. And will you open it, please? And so he looks and they were looking because they'd found a, an ammunition shell under my piece of luggage in the hold. It's like, how weird is that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yeah, so for me, it was just like, yeah, I guess that's how Uranus in the night does things. I don't know. Anyway, that's yes. The- so that, that's the story of 1972. We went over at 73. I came back first and then right. he came back and then we had a child. And yeah, yeah. So it okay, was- so, so let me just kind of dial what we can see with this. So yes. in terms of that bomb, well, you had the moon, Jupiter and Venus. You had all of the benefics, you know, because your moon in your chart is just so happy all together in one place. Okay, but that's short journey. So I don't know. You did have <laughs> Mars. You did <laughs> exactly. You did have Mars in Sag, which you know, um, uh, that's you know, sort of uh, increasing finances. One could say, um, and Sag normally is your third house, so long distance instead of just short distance. Uh, but the piece that I really liked about this is the fact that this is a moon year and, um, you know, you quite enjoyed some of your time there. Obviously it wasn't all of it because that should have, we should have been looking at 1972's um, solar return yeah. as well. And so yeah. that would have been a Mercury year that you started the whole process on uh, of being over there. But it definitely speaks to being pregnant. You know, you've got uh, Venus is again back in her 
um, the sign that uh, she was in when you were born. Um, and, uh, you know, putting those three together and not being pregnant at your age would have been kind of surprising. Yeah. 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 And so moon years in theory can be good. And what else did I want to say about this? Well, especially with my exalted moon. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, yeah, so the fact that, okay, so and the one thing I haven't mentioned is, so what, what is up with that Mars being, you know, triply dignified um, and being of the sect in favor? But, you know, the bomb scare now starts to make way more sense. Mars is sad, but it was only a scare. Yeah, but that would be a Mars thing in this. And we were laughing about it because yeah, clearly there wasn't one, you know, when we found out yeah. when, because we knew there were technical difficulties. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, finally they told us and it's like, or somebody found out and yeah. like, well, clearly We've been here hours and we'd be home by now. <laughs> there hasn't been a big boom. Yeah. So the other thing about it is that Saturn in Gemini, of course, that is natally, you know, in this system, that's your ninth house. And um, yeah, it's, but it's got, you know, there's a nice trine between that and the sun and Mercury and yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. it was a long journey home. <laughs> And, and that's the part that is the most memorable. And the moon, Jupiter, Venus, that's the, yes, I will get down and kiss the ground now and be Well, well be yeah, because when you're pregnant, like a long trip, it's a long trip anyway. Yes, yeah. But, you know, it's nine hours flying, but we'd had to stop in, in Glasgow to pick people up, so. Yeah, lots of ups and downs. And he throwed up to Presswick and then halfway home and then back to Iceland and then back to London start all over again it's like when you're pregnant it's no. tiring enough to do the nine hour stint <laughs> exactly exactly yes yeah it's yeah, it exhausting so yes very glad okay lots of activity fourth house moon we can look to moon as being a <coughs> year okay now we're coming up to a poopy year and this was um and this this particular chart here will demonstrate that um if you're going to use this sort of theory that I have about, you know, dignified planets and not so happy planets, uh, that you can't rule out the transits. You've got to put those in as well. But we're just going to start with this without the transits because they, you know, they added a huge punch to this. Mm. And so this is a Mars year. And you know, so the debate around Mars and whether or not it can um, do good things for someone um, is questioned in the ancient literature and is, I think, even questioned nowadays. And so this <coughs> is a Mars year, mm -hmm. which puts, um, you know, possibly some answers to whether this Mars is going to serve you or not. And of course, you can see in the chart that that Mars is opposing the moon. It is a malefic either way, whether it's a night chart or a day chart, but it's supposed to be manageable. And for Jill, unfortunately, this was a really poopy year. Yes. Yeah. And so, um, and in the solar return, um, it highlights again the Venus, because Venus is now, she's back in her home turf, but she's retrograde. 
Okay, so she isn't retrograde natally, but in this she is. She's very close to the natal Mercury. Um, but whenever a planet is angular in a solar revolution, it puts it on notice. And then we just gaze up to Saturn. And so this was for her, uh, her Saturn return time frame. Um, and, but Mars is together with Saturn. So you've got both malefics in an overcoming square to Venus. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, this was, yeah, not a good year. Not this a good was year. two miscarriages in my marriage broke up. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, it, it exploded. We didn't split up till the following year. But yeah. It, it led to a whole lot of drama in the meantime. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was very well, strange. Yeah, and one would not expect a year that looks like this, um, you know, with the ruler being Mars, you know, you put Mars with, and, and Mars is not happy in Libra, um, but Saturn is definitely happy, we know, when it's in Libra. So putting those two malefics together and then putting them in an overcoming square to Venus, um, you know, I wouldn't have wanted to have been an astrologer trying to counsel you for this year. No, and I think no. the, the biggest, the most stressful part was like that moon is in the fifth house, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and squaring my son Mercury and opposing Jupiter, and um, it was more about like this this the splitting up part, the knowing that things were yeah coming to an end for me because mm-hmm. uh, he'd had an affair and all. Yeah, he waited until yeah. two weeks after my second miscarriage to say, oh, by the way, I did have that affair. <laughs> Yeah, that was kind of more more what hurt me than them just having an affair. You know, it was just the way it was done. And yeah. so, yeah, it, that whole thing. But it was like having to take care of my kids. In yeah, because you had three by now. I had three kids, and I'm trying to take care of them. But I know, and I'm, I'm very aware that I can't help them through this because I'm so traumatized. Yes. Enough. Yes stressed out and you know so that was really hard because you want to protect them and take care of them but you're trying to sort out your own stuff around it so yeah yeah that so I think that moon in the fifth is yeah the bonus from this point of view is that that moon is still dignified and it's back in a dignified so they you know someone would have been able to say this is going to be a really poopy year because obviously mars saturn up in the 10th um but you were going to have the strength you know because you've well another thing was that one of the reasons i knew it had that the relationship had to end was because i watched my mother go through you know like she was married to my dad for 27 years and they were never happy. Yeah. I didn't want my kids growing up in that with, environment. Yes. In that kind of environment. Yeah. Like I wanted, in a sense, I wanted to empower them say, you don't put up with a situation that really is not healthy for you. Yes, exactly. Um, yep. So but it was, yeah, it was not a fun year. Yes. Okay, so um, the other piece I want to add to this, so, you know, her Saturn return, uh, but meanwhile, and this is the bi-wheel, and um, we have the, the other planets in play now. Okay, so 
the intensity is just ramped up hugely um, with Pluto going. So in that solar return, that Pluto would have been up in the 10th house. Um, but, you know, just from a natal perspective, it's going over her ascendant. And that's yeah, and I was very aware of the approaching, you know, Saturn and Pluto both going over my ascendant at the same yeah. time. That was coming. And I had a friend that I'd sit, that I'd do, sit and talk astrology with for hours. We did our charts and we were both like, wonder what's gonna happen. <laughs> when it started blowing up, I phoned her and said, I just had a Saturn Pluto on the ascendant weekend. It's <laughs> like, that's all I needed to say. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Oh, we know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, no, that was in, in my system. That was the big thing. Mm -hmm. The other thing I noted with the transits, um, because when you're looking at, you know, a solar thing, you don't always notice things. Yeah, um, I noticed you know, so Jupiter was with the natal Mars. Yeah, and, um, you know, Mars does rule the seventh house. Um, this Jupiter could easily be described as a philandering partner, you know, where I'm too sexy for myself kind yeah. of thing. Um, and so, you know, having Jupiter, um, aspecting that Mars it's yeah. So it kind of blows up what, however that Mars is acting. And, yeah. um, this is a Mars, Mars, Mars. And so because it rules the seventh, it's almost like, um, the signature for relationships is, you know, about an extreme Mars signature. Yeah. You know, and so how are you going to find somebody that can actually embody that in a in a healthy way? Well, and part of the stress around, you know, yeah, I know we need to split up was like, yeah, how am I going to do this? Manage that financially? Like, what am yeah. I, you know, I hadn't worked outside the home because I'd been taking care of my home and children. And that, yeah. was, you know, that was what I did. Yeah. And, um, and so, you know, but that was sort of like secondary. It's like, Somehow it'll work out because I yeah. can't see this, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it was uh you know, it was it was shifting into, I guess again for my from my system with the Pluto Saturn on the yes. ascent. Exactly. It exactly. was about I can't be who I was. Yeah. Before, and, and and that also to step into my power more and yeah, yeah not let myself, you know. Yes. Like yeah. And, you know, so from a Hellenistic point of view, of course, that first house is us. It's, it's our, it's, you know, it's the person. And, um, you know, so the Saturn return, if it's, if it involves the first house, it can be a complete makeover, right? It's well, and, and look at the lineup there. You got Mars yeah. on Saturn, Saturn on Neptune and Pluto on this. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 And it was, it was very confusing, <laughs> like, I mean, just so much. Yeah. But so I, you know, you could see the way the team in the end played out the fact that Mars, Venus, and the moon can work together, you yeah. know, in that you did come out, you know, you were able to find the strength to go, no, I can do this. I don't have to put up with this. I can. Yeah. yeah. yeah I, mean, I didn't know how, but I knew I couldn't. So yeah. Somehow it had to work out. Yes. <laughs> And that would be Moon and Taurus going, I won't take a no. I am going to work this. Well, actually, 
My mother was very helpful because she oh, did. Good. Well, she lent me, gave me basically, because I couldn't pay her back, obviously, the money that I needed for a lawyer to get, you know, to get out of it. Yeah. So, you know, that was huge. Yes. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, that's a moony thing, too. Exactly. That is a moony thing. And she was Taurus. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, was, but that was certainly, yeah. Probably most. So a new teammate. That's interesting that that you said that because the moon rules the seventh house. So nuking the guy and replacing him with, okay, I need a partnership that help me get out of this. Moon ruling the seventh. Yeah. And a strong moon, a strong mom. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, she was she was very entrenched in all her, you know. (laughs) She was like a rock. I mean, she had a so oh, she Saturn. was Taurus, wasn't she? She was not just Taurus. She was a Sun Saturn conjunct Taurus. Taurus. Ooh. So she was like a she was like a chunk of granite, right? <laughs> like she really, I mean, physically, yeah. she, she had no real flexibility, and she wasn't terrible, wasn't active at all. So yeah, you know, and so there was that aspect of it. But yeah, no, I mean, when it came to her kids, she was she was like the lion. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. That's what you want. Yeah, so. Okay. All right. Our next chart that we're going to look at is a Venus year. So we've had one poopy Venus year and we do get one nice Venus year. Whoops, not that one. This one. Okay. So this is, oh no, I've missed No, I don't think 2019. No, 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 no. no. (laughs) I didn't make this one up. So let me make this one up. Oh. Yeah. I just, I hadn't put it together yet. Okay, so we have you down here, and what one is the right number? Uh, 82, is that what I want? Yeah, 82. We just did. 82, five, number five. We just did 82. We just did 82. We did? Oh, wait a minute. Yeah. That was Are you serious? That was 1982. Oh, okay. Well, what year was the year that of your party? That's when I turned 60. That was 2000. No. <laughs> 2012? Yeah. Yes, 2012. Okay. So we already had that one. All right. So let's let's do that one. <laughs> Oh dear, it's okay. It's okay. All right. So what one is 2012 is number four. There we go. Right. And this is a Venus year. Yes, the party. Yeah. She turned 60. She had so I mean, you probably didn't have the party on Wednesday. You probably had it on a weekend, but uh probably, yeah. But yeah. yeah. It yeah. was it was uh, a surprise party that yeah. uh, my uh, friends in the singing group I was in along you know sort of in cahoots with my sister and stuff were you know oh, yeah yeah so, so my- what I want to point out here is just some of the parts that are just so happy so we've got an exalted Venus this time around um, and you know this is your party friends so Jupiter is with that Taurus moon 
Um, and, you know, it is another Saturn return, but a better one than the first one. <laughs> yeah, so you can't just... Um, well, it doesn't have Pluto with them. <laughs> well, exactly. That totally helps. Um, but having... So this also speaks to the fact that your Venus... Um, in doing its mutual reception with Saturn, if Venus wants to really be happy, it has to have more dignity, yeah. or at least as much dignity as Saturn in order to overcome that Saturn on the 10th. And, and Saturn's, Saturn's in Libra, but in the anoretic degree. So. Exactly. Um, and so that would zap it of some, but this Venus exalted, you know, opposite Mars, this is giving it some punch. And Jupiter's up there. Um, oh, yeah. Taurus, not far from where my moon would be. Exactly, exactly. And that is, that is, Jupiter is in its joy in the 11th house. Um, uh, you know, it's fine being in a Venus sign um, <coughs> and with the moon. Yeah. So happy campers. Yeah. Yeah, this, there there is some indication that some stuff might have been happening otherwise, you know. Well, I'm sure there was, but overall, I think it was yeah. not a. You know, yeah. wasn't, don't, there wasn't any big difficulties, I recall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it was nice to be part of the, yeah, the, the the singing community that I was in was still had a real strong family community feel to it. Oh, sweet. Yeah. 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 I mean, it didn't carry on all that much longer than that, but because new members, you know, old members would leave and new ones would come in and change, change. the dynamic. Yeah. yeah, change the dynamic and it gradually became less of a, we didn't yeah. do the social stuff and all that stuff, but we were yeah. still, we still were doing it yeah. during this time. So it was, yeah, it was nice. Yeah, right on. Okay, so the last one. <laughs> okay, so here, here we have an exalted Venus. Now we're going to go to... Um, also a Venus year, but not a happy Venus. <laughs> not happy. Okay, so let me see if is this. No, that's not that one. Did I do them all? I might not have done them all. Yes, I did. Okay, so this too, this is 2019. This is uh, February of, you know, obviously the solar return. Um, and this is also a Venus year. And well, even, so even this by, is, yeah, even by February. I was starting, I hadn't, I wasn't feeling well. Right. You would have begun I, to notice it. Yeah. And I didn't know why. Yeah. Because usually I'm really healthy. Other people are getting sick and I'm not. And I'm like, exactly. You know, I'm still doing all the things I usually do that keep me healthy. And it's like, mm -hmm. and, and the, you know, so, so do a little bit of the background. You're in a, a suite that you're. Well, the year before I, you know, had to move. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And my youngest, or my eldest daughter and her husband had bought the place I'm in now. Uh, and it was great. You know, it's, it's a lovely apartment and I'm very grateful and all that. But I think shortly after I moved in, they put in a third washer in the, in the laundry room, which is right beside my apartment. Right. And they didn't upgrade the, uh, like they had all three washers draining into one pipe. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. The laundry room was seriously not up to any code or any code. So, yeah. So, and I, I, you know, I mean, I knew they'd put one in, but I didn't know there was a problem with it until, right. until I was there one day and I'm suddenly standing in a puddle of water and it's like, 
oh, what's going on? So I got the building manager and he said, oh yeah, it happens every time all three washers are used. Okay. Okay, <laughs> like why are we putting up with this? Well, exactly. And you don't. Yeah. I mean, I didn't even say that at the time. It's like No, you'd be shocked. Yeah, yeah he just came up to up. I mean, you know, that's what they'd been doing. So that had been going on. I didn't know how long by then. Yeah. And that was, I think, in April that I sort of discovered that. But it was around that time that I was in my front hallway, right by my front door, where, you know, which is far from that wall as you can get. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's you know, the laminate flooring and stuff. And I put down a mat when I moved in just to yeah. put my boots on and stuff. And I was standing on that one day and it's like, the floor feels kind of spongy here. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, the boards were all warped and big gaps between them. And it's like, oh yeah, this isn't good. And so yeah. I kind of thought this, this has got to have something to do with why I'm feeling crappy. Yes. So we didn't, of course, know at the time that there was mold. And it just went, oh God, it was just, because the management company should have taken care of it because it was inside the building. They kept saying, oh no, you must have flooded your bath or something. And yeah. They would not wear it. And so, you know. You had to get the big guns. I, my daughter had to, you know, step in and really get, she's very good at that sort of thing. <laughs> and uh, do battle with them. And, you know, mm -hmm. so they're trying you know get them to take some responsibility which they wouldn't and um so anyway eventually she got people in to check for mold yeah because I was sick and I I couldn't yeah. stay here anymore because like I was, I was on the phone with her one night and trying to eat dinner and I it was like too much effort to choose the food that I made and it was really soft food <laughs> and it's like and she's like I think you need to get out of there now. And she put me in the James Bay Inn overnight. And then I went out to her place for a bit. And then I ended up at my sister's place recovering and getting better and stuff for, but I had to stay there six months because the remediation had to be done. So it was just, it was a nightmare. I mean, it was just insane. Yeah. I wasn't the one wrestling with the, the management company, but I was sick, you know? Yeah. And mold toxicity is, you know, it's, it's, yeah, no, it's a serious thing. It's yeah. the mycotoxins that yeah. they produce because of the stuff they feed on, which is all our modern <laughs> building materials. Exactly. Anyway, so, yeah, so that was, yeah, it was just like, uh, I mean, I don't think I even got off the couch for the first two weeks I was out there. I was just like. Well, yeah, no, it'd take a while for your system to. Oh, yeah, yeah. And to purge that. Yeah, even after, you know. A month or two or maybe even three like if we went anywhere I'd be okay to go there mm -hmm. but after a short period of time it's like I'd hit a wall and it's like I really need to lie down <laughs> and that's that's hard when you're not yeah in a place where you can do that so yeah, yeah it was really it was really really bad. it was horrible. okay so in theory this was a Venus year it could have been, you know, Venus is of the second favor, but she does have an overcoming square from that really ugly Saturn. Yuck, yuck. And of course, that Saturn's in the first house, so that can affect physical health. So now we look at a solar return and we go. Well, the other thing that happened that year. Oh, yeah, there was more. There was more, unfortunately. <laughs> 
I was at my sister's place from May until November. Yeah. So back in my place in November, which yeah. was all nice and cleaned up. They yeah, everything's wonderful. Yeah. Here. Mm. And, um, and I fell in the beginning of December. So I remember the date because <laughs> it was the night of our, our choir rehearsal for our concert. And it was fine. I was fine. Yeah. And I go to, go to the bathroom at night, which is normal. Yeah. And I felt fine. But while I was sitting on the toilet, after I'd voided, I felt really, really wonky. Right. Yeah. Oh, what's going on? Am I getting sick? What, you know, what's, what's yeah. up? Yeah. So somehow, I mean, I, did, I didn't get up right away, but I finally got up to go to back to bed. And I don't, couldn't tell you how I got from the bathroom to my bedroom, except that I came to on the bedroom floor and went, went to push myself up. I, my left wrist was broken and dislocated and I've never broken anything before that. So, right, so. It, I think it was as big a shock that I broken because I'm looking at it going, I think that's broken. Oh my yeah, God, exactly. But the pain was amazing. And so I, I just managed to get myself back on the bed and lay there and thought, I don't want to move. Because <laughs> I didn't know what had happened. I didn't know why. Yeah, exactly. I had Right. I didn't know why I, I didn't know how I'd gotten back to my bedroom. It was just a like it was the most bizarre night. It was just like, yeah. And so I thought, what am I having a stroke? What's going on? Yeah. 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 But it turns out there is a thing in case your the listeners yes. might, might found, find this useful to know. Yeah. Called micturition syncope because they always like to use big words. Yeah. Just seeing just only means you pee and then you faint. And yeah. The reason that is, is that somehow just, I mean, it doesn't happen that often, obviously. Yeah. Um, when you've, you know, voided, um, it changes the balance of the fluids and somehow that lowers your blood pressure enough yeah. that you pass out. And so I, you know, I was relieved to find out there was. Not a stroke. Yes. Because yeah, <laughs> the, the hospital yeah. didn't mention it and I finally you know, it's one of the few useful things the doctor has done was to say, oh, yeah, it sounds like, it's like, oh, good. There yes. is a and he said, and it, it happens more to men than women. And I'm thinking, well, maybe because they're standing up. <laughs> right, when they're peeing. So for the men, if there's any men listening, you know, you might want to sit down when you're peeing at night. <laughs> anyway, oh, and if you feel yeah. wonky after you pee, don't get up, you know, ease yourself on the floor and lie there until your blood pressure comes back. Back. Yeah, I know what to do now. Yeah. But anyway, that, that was, but, you know, it was kind of like, seriously, after what I've been through <laughs> with the mold thing. Yeah, it's like. Back in my lovely apartment, I'm safe and cozy. And then I'm, you know, like, now I've got a broken wrist. It's like, God. Okay, so, so, so note to now. sell. <laughs> yes. Note, note to those who are following this uh, uh, methodology that, you know, yes, it is your Venus. Yes, it might be the benefic of the sect in favor. But what is the condition of that Venus? And of course, if we look back at her natal chart, she does have Saturn in an overcoming square to that Venus. So there could be times when Saturn 
you know, really kind of exercises his maleficence. And if we look at the solar return for this year, um, look at that. Saturn is right on the ascendant. Um, it's in Capricorn, so it's dignified. Uh, it's, it's not exalted, but it natal. is. Yeah, yes, exactly. Squaring its natal point. The moon is there as well with Saturn, and the moon is the body. And so Saturn and the with the moon. Is, that, and the moon is exactly where Venus is in my natal chart. Mm-hmm. Anyway, <laughs> so yeah, and the fact that these are angular puts an emphasis on it. And then we add to that an overcoming square to Mars and Mars is in the fourth. Yeah. So we would have gone, but, but, but she has Venus, Jupiter together and Jupiter is dignified Um, (laughs) in the, but it's in the 12th. And so the 12th is naturally Saturn's, the 12th house is Saturn's natural domain in terms of the joys of the houses. Um, and so, unfortunately, it really didn't mitigate a lot. Um, yeah, yeah. So interesting, interesting. Yeah, yeah. And I want to add in because seems to me if I add in the well, and founders, I, felt- I think Saturn or I think Uranus was in the fourth for the shock of it all. Yeah. So, and look at this. So here we have another horrendous year with Pluto in the first house of the solar return, not obviously of the, like it was when it was literally in Libra. Well, and and Mars in the fourth, that's where I broke my wrist. Yeah, exactly. And with Uranus, the shock of it. And even the shock of the whole mold thing. And what's this water? That was more gradual. So it wasn't quite the same kind. I mean, it it was more of a like Neptune toxicity bewilderment kind of yes yeah yeah uranus there was no doubt in what what (laughs) yeah clear mars uranus energy yeah yeah Yeah. exactly exactly yeah so yeah yeah interesting time interesting mars is square in pluto Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah yeah no it so your solar revolution will speak volumes and of course with this and, and the other thing that makes this a significant year is we've taken the natal angularity, right? Like the fourth, uh, tenth, first, seventh, and all we've done is rotated it, yeah. right? And so whenever the that happens in your solar revolution, you know, A, it's going to be a significant year because it's tying in with the original signature. Um, and then if you put planets in those angular houses, that also makes it jump up and down and be a significant year. Mm-hmm. And so again, like the um, 82 <coughs> one, which had Saturn with Mars on the 10th, we have Saturn squaring Mars. And again, we have Pluto there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 So, you know, Folks who are listening to this, yes, you could actually sit down, run off all your solar returns into the future. You can look at, you know, and if you keep the outer planets in the charts, then that will show you, you know, if there are significant transits, um, you know, from the outer three, uh, that will definitely point to them. Um, And then you consider, you combine the houses. Okay, so, uh, and again, this, you know, Capricorn normally is the fourth. So that emphasizes the fourth house. And with the moon there, it's going to have something to do with health. With Saturn there, there's going to be some sort of constriction. Um, 
and that Mars, which in her natal chart is so strong, um, beings he's angular, he's so strong, and he's not necessarily in a good way. <laughs> no, because he's dignified, but he's in Aries, but yeah, it makes yeah. it more, yeah, Mars Aries. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. So this, you know, your chart in particular does sort of highlight why there is no real consensus about making Mars a happy planet in a chart. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I'm, I'm sure we can probably find some charts in which it may not have been as so dignified as it is in yours and causing so much trouble, but um, because in theory, you're supposed to be able to manage it, but that's on a personal level. Cause you're saying, you know, that when you were a kid, you were to be quiet and not heard, but as an adult, if you were angry, you were heard. Correct. More so. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Makes it difficult when Libra rising though, cause you're supposed to be nice. <laughs> I mean, you know, it, yeah. I mean, it, again, it's my lovely chart. I have, Libra rising, and yet Mars is in Scorpio in the first house. So, yeah, it's like the seething undercurrent. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it down there. Keep it down there. That which is what I got from my family, right? Yeah, so, yeah. The lid on kind of thing. Eventually, it would not the lid would not stay on because yeah, yeah, yeah. Up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, that was that was a crazy. That was yes yeah wasn't quite as so jill did ask me she says well what's my year look like this year so they just I just my birthday yeah. yeah so let me just take a second or two here and i will do that we will look at her solar return for this year yeah we got uh, time yeah we do have time yeah uh, <coughs> There we go. Alrighty, now I just have to share it. Yeah. And okay. So here we have, oh, we have a ultra. So again, this could be a significant year because we have the angles have spun again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But we only have Pluto there. We don't have anybody else. She's going, no, 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 make that go away. And we have, where's Mars? Mars is, okay, so this is sixth house. Okay, so first of all, right, that's the other thing I need to double check is, is this? <clears throat> well, um, yeah, and we've got uh, Venus in, is exalted again. So it's a 12th house year. Okay. But Venus yes. is. Venus is exalted. And she's sextiling the ascendant. Yes, she, oh, yes. yes. So that's good. Jupiter's that is very good. Squaring the ascendant from the yeah. fourth. <laughs> yeah. And she would be sextiling um, your natal moon as well at six degrees. Six degrees yeah. is a pretty important degree in your chart. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So as a 12th house year, this is a Mercury year. Um, and yeah, so communication, the way you express yourself, what you want to express, um, 
all of those things you could you know you could write some stuff for well and you're doing this with me as well um what else could you do with that that's fourth house yeah you could use a few clients that would be all right yeah it's funny i just had uh, two body talk clients last week excellent excellent Doing one week Woo, busy week <laughs> <laughs> it was it was that was nice yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. So hopefully that will continue. Maybe that's something that's starting up. Uh-huh. Well, and, you know, you've got Mars, of course, is still in Gemini with the moon in Gemini. Um, and, yeah, that's... Well, that Mars be... is trying my son in the second, so that's yeah. good. Yeah, so you can be active. You can call upon, you know, groups in terms of more than one group because that's gemini mars and that's ruling your uh 11th house which is a good house to be ruling what else could we say i'm curious about that uh so do be very careful around the home that is jupiter in aries do not yeah. trip over a carpet no i don't have carpets okay good <laughs> yeah no i yeah <laughs> It's all good. Yeah. I, I would be careful with that Mars there. <laughs> Seeing her with the with it being a Mars ruled, because we just talked about you breaking <laughs> with with uh, this particular angular, but it is Mercury. So that does Mercury. Well, and Ju Jupiter is actually doing its return. Yes, yes, it is. Because yeah. natally it's in Aries. Yeah, that is true. That is true. Yeah. Okay, we are actually about to run out of time. The only, only thing in this one that I look at is the sun's still got that square with your head. Yes, yes, it does. But it's leaving. I mean, it's, it's leaving. Yeah. Finally. Finally, yes, the end. And then, of course, we won't talk about the fact that Pluto's going to fall into Aquarius. Of course. Well, but it's, <laughs> it's I don't think I'm going to be around for it to get as far as my sun. Because that it's a slow, yeah, it's very slow. Yes. So yes. I think, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah. Oh, to be an astrologer and to know these things are coming. Yes, yes. Anyway, I should uh, wrap this up. I got thirty-eight seconds. So okay. thank you for listening, and you have been listening to CJMB ninety point one FM, that region's community radio station. And I'm not sure what we'll talk about, whether we'll do another example. That's a good possibility, but we will talk to you all next week. Bye. Bye.